Hey guys, welcome to Soda and Telecast. My name's Anthony. I'm Adam. And we are here to start a new era, to start a new thing, to start a new format. How have things been, my friend? Um, yeah, pretty cruisy at this stage. I'm, I'm just coasting along, biding time, you know. Biding time yeah. for what? Yeah. The, the apocalypse. Well, it's already here, my friend. It's already here. <laughs> no, I've got... I've got uh, Christmas coming up, which I'm sure everybody else does. And that's an apocalypse all on its own. Yeah, yeah, I love Christmas. I'm not one of these weirdos who listens to Christmas carols. <laughs> Don't get that. That's just what I'm going to be doing. I'm, I'm not going to be like, you know, doing that sort of wanky bullshit, but I do love the day. I love Christmas Day, you know, buying gifts for people and celebrating and, you know, all that sort of shit. It's good fun. Um, you know, I like the process of buying the gifts for people, trying to think of shit to get people and that. You know, you like I, that process? I love that process. I hate it. I, I hate I, it so much. I love that process, but I'm also one of the rare breed who loves shopping. So, you know, figure that out, I guess. <laughs> so um, I went out to dinner last night and yeah. I uh, wore a Christmas shirt just to piss oh, yeah. off the locals. <laughs> Very good. Very good. You're not not singing Christmas carols or anything, were you? uh, Not secretly, no. But um, the funny thing is, though, it I think it I think it got and pissed off a couple of people that are like, oh, it's too early. It's not December (laughs) yet, and yeah. uh, yeah, So that that just really that um that. Made it pretty fun. At least it was a uh, Batman Christmas shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, your favourite character on a Christmas shirt. Yeah, well, see, I like Christmas, so it doesn't piss me off as much. You know, if it was if it was a holiday that I didn't particularly like, which, in fairness, there isn't. Uh, well, I don't like Valentine's Day much, but you know, that's a whole other thing. There's a whole other thing. Yeah, well, you know, I've been I've been, I've been single for a few of them now. Uh, and you've learned to not like them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I, realistically, though, holidays don't bother me at all. But I don't really understand the whinging about things being too early. Like, they're all driven by, like, corporate fucking brainwashing shit anyway. Who gives a fuck? Like, you know it's going to happen the same every year. Stop complaining and just accept that that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Now we're um we're catching up because um well obviously to do a podcast, but we are changing the format of the show. Yeah, yeah. So we're um maybe gonna instead of pulling focus for half the show talking about the entire series of a show, we're gonna broaden our spectrum a little bit, mm. encompass a bit more of the uh, geek culture. Yeah. So our um our producer mixer Andy came on board a couple of episodes ago and he suggested that uh, if you have a Soda and Toll Pass website where you talk about all pop culture, you're kind of missing out on the rest of the pop culture spectrum. Um, and I tend to agree. And I don't know about you, Adam, but um, it got to the point for me where it became a lot of work in order to just... Yeah to sum up an entire TV show in less than an hour sometimes, sometimes less than two hours, but taking all and also having to remember all the beats or the important stuff to sum up on every episode. And, yeah, Yeah. I just it felt like a good idea at the start, I feel, but I just um, we were never really doing 
any of the shows in any specific order, which is probably our fault at the start. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, look, I think, I mean, the part that sort of got to me, which we spoke about off air, was that it, um, it became work watching watching something I wanted to enjoy, uh, which I, I'm just, you know, I mean, that's what happens when you review something, and I understand that, but it was like, you know, if I if we had a podcast scheduled for next week, I would have to slug out an entire series in that week. I couldn't sort of leisurely sort of watch something and enjoy it and really get lost in the in the story and stuff. I'd be taking notes and you know watching you know sometimes twenty two episodes in a week, which is an absolutely mammoth task. Totally, you know, totally. It's really really hard to do. So you know, I mean, I guess. Yeah, the shorter series, like we're doing, uh, we'll touch on Good Omens today, which is a shorter series. Easy, much easier to get through and thoroughly enjoyable, but we can get into that some more later. But that's not all. We don't always get something like that to review. Sometimes it's a lot harder. <coughs> Slusher. Um, <laughs> but even then, you get into the shows that are like 22, 24 episodes long, and people have asked us to do shows like... um supernatural and mm. and uh you and i talked about wanting to do stargate at one point but all of those shows started during a time before streaming and all that those kinds of uh bits and bobs and it they're 22 24 episodes long in a season and it just it yeah. was too much yeah it is i would like to go back and do a retrospective on supernatural now that it's finally finished um mm. Such a, I mean, that series in itself is just such a huge series. Yeah, like so, such so a bad content. series. I don't understand how it kept on getting renewed, but I do feel sorry for it. For it, I mean, it got cancelled after fourteen seasons. So in a way, I feel sorry for those actors that, you know, who who um, they'll have to watch their pennies. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I really liked the majority of what I've seen of it. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I really liked the show overall. I think it was probably one of the better supernatural style series to come out since Buffy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, that's a personal opinion and I can't, you know. <laughs> I say it more, just to, I say it more in jest and sarcasm just to, um, uh, just to razz up a couple of the people who might be listening or who might yeah. be watching the stream. So yeah, yeah, um, it's all, in, it's all in good fun. So, yeah, sure. Uh, what have you been? What have I mean? We're probably going to ditch the "What's been keeping you nerdy" is what thing uh, segment as well because we're going to these these entire episodes now are literally going to be about us talking about what's been keeping us nerdy. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. That's um. You know, this is what this is what this is now. Might become the new tagline as opposed to a segment. Sure. Maybe. Yes, it might. It might. Now. Good omens. I've seen the first two episodes. I like what I've seen. Um, I love the injection of UK humour into it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, John Ham's accent just sticks out like a sore thumb in that show, though. It sure does. And it's not just him either. It seems to be like whenever you put someone uh, like an Aussie with in a UK show, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Just mm -hmm. like if you put an American in a UK show, it seems to stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I've actually been watching uh, Torchwood recently, 
and Torchwood has uh, John Barrowman, yeah, in a in a in amongst a bunch of Welsh actors, and exactly the same. He talks, and it's almost grinding, um, you know, against all these sort of interesting Welsh long vowels and stuff like that. And then you hear this like Yankee. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's. It can, it can be really grating, um, a hard to get think, used to. Was he, uh, I seem to remember, I don't know if this is true, but I think I read somewhere once that he was actually told to put it on a bit. Um, yeah, I'm not really I'm not really too sure, honestly. The only, only part I can remember, only trivia that I know of John Barrowman was that he auditioned for the role of Will in Will and Grace and was told that he was too straight for the role. And then they gave. <laughs> then, then the actor who got the role was a straight man playing a gay person. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. figure that out. Interestingly, though, on that topic, I know this is a little bit touchy, but um, you know that girl who can't act who was in Twilight. Um, there's a lot of them. Um, well, the, yeah, the, main, <laughs> the, main, <laughs> the main girl in Twilight who couldn't act. Um, uh, Kristen. Yeah, that's it? the one. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, it's Kristen um, Stewart, she, yeah. She made a comment recently about um, all the controversy surrounding um, straight actors playing LGBTQI plus roles and – she said, I-, I thought it was really interesting because it's the first time I've heard somebody from the community say it's a slippery slope because that means that I will no longer be able to play anybody straight ever. Yeah. And, I- and I really wish that got a little bit more um, a little bit more coverage. And it's not me saying, hey, um, straight rights. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is a door that needs to swing both ways if you want things to be equal across the board, which is what everybody's asking for. Um it's a sort of a slight digression that you don't want to hear two straight white men talk about, obviously, but worth worth comment. I'm sure they do. That's why they keep listening every however <laughs> often we upload episodes. But um, I'm I'm with you though. I I think the only time that should really be a thing is if it's about ethnicity, because that makes sense. I just feel well, like that just makes sense, and you you just kind of. You're robbing potential, um, like, uh, Chinese, Korean, African-American, African, Indian yeah. act- actors and actresses the possibility of ever breaking out into acting. Whereas, like, yeah. I mean, why do you need Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, sure, it's a good story, but why do you need him in it? Um, yeah. Wasn't Keanu Reeves in that uh 47 Ronin or whatever as well. Yeah, probably. And that, that, that seemed a little a little off. Um, it's just like the actor that's an Iron Fist. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> no, I agree, though. I mean, I mean, I know that a lot of the stories are this was a person who wasn't from that culture being put into that cultural realm, but it still feels really odd and weird when you watch them. You know, I don't know. I mean, I didn't write these shows, so I don't know. So, much to the annoyance of our American listeners, Australia is opening wide up. It's opening wider than, you know, um, Jenna Jameson at the moment. Um, there are oh, so thanks. many There are so <laughs> many borders that are opening up uh, for us. People can get back up into every state except a couple. Um, 
how good is that? We might actually see some tours coming back. Yeah, it's not. It's just it's pretty great. Um, weird nineties porn references, right? Um, it's it's terrific that everything's opening up like this. Um, I've even seen a few uh, tour announcements for local, like Australian acts, that are you know there's a there's a an event called Seen and Heard that happens in Newcastle once a year, which is sort of like a um, an older millennial festival, you know, it's got like all the bands that were around when we were going through high school and stuff like that with a couple of classic bands. And that's, that's happening. I've just done the tour. They did the announcement for the lineup yesterday. It's going to be really good by the sound of it. Who's uh, playing? Uh, Regurgitator, Cog, Grinspoon, um, Killing Heidi, and then, you know, a couple of others, uh, Caligula, Custard, few other bands so it's going to be an interesting but no um, fucking super heist well no super heist currently they're in between vocalists at the moment ezekiel ox was singing for them until very recently he moved to newcastle long away from those guys uh so i don't think they'll be on the bill unless they've got somebody new already we might see mammal or something like that get put on the bill though i never really got into it i found the singer quite odd He's a strange dude. I'm actually friends with him, but but he is a very strange dude. It's all saying <laughs> Yeah, we're birds of a feather. Um, he is a strange dude, but, um, I mean, like anything, particularly artistically, it's going to be subjective. If you're not into it, you're not into it, you know? Yeah, yeah, good, good call. I know who I would love to see in that lineup, which will never happen. A little Western Australian band who I loved as a teenager called Test Eagles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you a fan? <laughs> um, I never really gave him much of a chance, honestly. Um, I sort of missed the boat when they first sort of started playing, you know, um, getting airtime and stuff locally. And then I just sort of, I don't know, I never, never picked up on it later. I sort of got caught up with like the butterfly effect, cog, even you know i got caught up in sort of a different area of music at the time and then that was it but it'd be interesting to see those guys go on again because i'd probably give them a run fantastic now what did you want to talk about um look i mean there's a few different things that have been happening recently there's a few trailers and movie announcements that have been they've either been dropped very recently or i've only just seen them which has been interesting i saw the wonder woman 1984 trailer I actually went to the cinema to watch Jaws, my all-time favorite movie. They, um, they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking all- stupid shark. All it does is eat a boat. <laughs> yes, but that's the whole point. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I saw, I went and saw Jaws because obviously the the industry at the moment struggling to get get new films in. So a lot of the cinemas locally are playing a lot of classic stuff. Um, the Exorcist, Carrie, Predator, Jaws, you know, all that sort of stuff. They're also playing a bunch of musicals, which I like Chicago. That's probably the only one I like. But anyway, they're playing all this stuff. And I saw the uh, the 1984 trailer. And honestly, I've seen the trailer now. I don't think I need to see the movie. Oh, it's one of those trailers, is it? Yeah, it's just like. You know, remember they used to do, um, I got told by a friend once, if you ever go to the video store, yes, video store, you go to the video store and you see um, a horror movie and it's got the creature on the front cover, don't bother. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. 
because it's it's basically just giving away the 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 thing you're waiting to see the whole movie, right? Yeah. Um, there was a there was a horror movie called Quarantine, which was based yeah. off a Spanish horror movie called Wreck, um, like REC as in like record, because it was one of the I think it was one of the first found footage uh, horrors done by European um, mob. And in the quarantine, so the quarantine was the American remake of the film, which was fucking ridiculous as it was because why remake something that was flawless? But anyway, but in the quarantine ad, uh, like a, a trailer, at the end of the trailer, you see the end of the movie in oh, that's God, all really? that's leading up to yeah 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 because right at the end there's this there's this um because in the throughout the story there's the there's this talk of this this creature that was held upstairs and the, the this old guy had this daughter and they needed to make her well again and then right at the end the um and because meanwhile there's like this this virus running rampant on the rest of these uh, residents in this uh, apartment in in Spain uh, or in America, in the case of the uh, the remake, and then right at the end she needs to get into the attic, and then right at the end you see this kind of huge kind of possessed almost figure. You see this daughter kind of character, and she grabs her and then pulls her right into the darkness. This uh, right. and then end. That's the end. But you see that. In the trailer. Yeah, right. Yeah. There was another movie called The Crazies, which was a remake, horror remake, and there was a five-and-a-half-minute trailer that came out. You can find it on YouTube somewhere, but if you see the movie, it's the trailer does a really good job at summarising the movie as well. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know, 1984, just, like, the, that's how I felt in that. Like, it showed you, like, sort of the best action scene the, the the cool little comic relief bit, and then it showed you the villain at their final form, you know, ult- ultimate Freezer-style final form. That's it, game over. Why the hell would I watch that now? <laughs> I'm not going to bother going to watch that. It's like it's the exact opposite of 10 episodes for Goku to go Super Saiyan. It's the polar opposite of that. Yeah. So, fuck, man, someone, these guys need to find a middle ground, you know, like what trailers used to do forever it's not that fucking hard to keep a little bit of mystery about it it's like back in the day with like alien when that movie came out like there's no alien on the on the poster you know like no one knew what it was about going in and then that's why i think it was so famous it was about that what wasn't seen yeah exactly well i mean i know you just ragged on it but that's what jaws was you didn't see it until this last third of the movie you heard the noise. It was very foreboding. It was very, like, intense and scary, building all this tension up. Why would you give that shit away in the trailer? That's just a waste of a movie. And Monster Hunter was seemed much the same. So, uh, Hollywood, it, don't, be a, don't be a bag of sluts. Don't give it away for free is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, they, they, keep, they keep wondering why these movies tank at the box office and it's because well, fuck dude why would i bother now i've seen the previews at the cinema have you know like they've given away all the best bits that monster hunter and i know you know um video games have a very bad track record at translating to film but it just looks like 
it, it looks like, do you remember the scenes in the Transformer movies when they're out in the desert? And it's a bunch I wish of, I like, didn't. I wish yeah. I remembered none of the scenes from the Transformers movies. Yeah, yeah look, look, me too. But, you know, it's like um, a bunch of humans cruising about doing their, you know, oh, look at me, military, you know, Mark Wahlberg, all that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden, weird robot scorpion thing bursting out of the ground. It's all crazy. Cameras hard to follow. Michael Bay explosions all over the joint. And then that's it. That was basically what I got from the Monster Hunter trailer. The whole movie is like that. It starts off like, you know, oh, you know, like military guys doing military things. And then boop, we're in the desert. There's heaps of mud, dinosaur-looking guys. And then, you know, for some reason, the chick from Resident Evil is now like a badass monster hunter. Mila Jovovich. Yeah, that's the one. Um, who... You know, she's not really a bad actor so much. It's just that she keeps taking roles in movies that suck. Do you know, and you're a, a perfect circle fan, do you know that when Billy, um, I was about to say Billy Howard, oh, that's not right. Um, no. uh, yeah, I can't remember the guitarist's name right now. It's escaping me. But the point I'm trying to make is, do you know when he wrote the music, he originally intended Mila Jovovich to be the vocalist? Because, because apparently she's a... Um, low-key, decent singer. I, I'm never surprised when I hear that actors um, are good singers or, or vice versa because they're in performing arts. They've probably done a lot of training around those types of things. They're using you know. their pipes every day. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, I'm, ne I'm never super surprised when that happens. Occasionally I am, but it's not, 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 not like super often. Um, the other announcement was that uh, Deadpool 3 is is now uh, greenlit and ready to go, which I'm kind of excited about because out of all of the comic book franchises that have been done in recent years, that's the only one that hasn't bored me immediately in, this, in the second film. Can they keep that fresh for this long? Because the first two I thought were amazing. Yeah. I think uh, the key is you keep it R-rated and you keep it in the control of... Um uh, Ryan Reynolds and his yeah. writing partner mm -hmm. um, and keep the director the same. Uh, there's parts of me that wants to shit on sort of the cast choices of the second film, but mm -hmm. it was the the second film was the first Deadpool film where they actually fucking got Juggernaut right. Yes. There's, there's none of this... I'm the juggernaut, bitch, like in um, <laughs> X-Men 3, and it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah no, no. It's, yeah. Juggernaut's meant to be hu a huge leviathan of a of a man, and he's, and mm. and they made him a mutant in X-Men 3 as well, which was ridiculous because he's, he's not a mutant. Everything, he, no. all the powers he has are mystical. So, um, yes. so he's, yeah, so I'm pretty keen. Uh, one of yeah. our one of our one of my followers online, um, Wolver Steve. He's um, he does he cosplays as Wolverine. He has sure probably I think he has like the biggest Wolverine collection in the Northern Hemisphere or some rubbish like that. And he's um, <laughs> he's met Hugh Jackman and um. Apparently, he said to him, "Would you?" He's got like this video recording of him asking, "Would you appear in uh, 
uh, Deadpool 3 if Ryan Reynolds got Wolverine to be in Deadpool 3? And he's like, yes, I would. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, there's a video of it. I'll I'll put the link in the notes. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, sure. um, it's pretty Might have fun. the scoop there. Might have the scoop. Yeah. Uh, um, um, I mean, I re- I don't. Did you like like? Did you enjoy Logan? Did you watch Logan? I haven't seen Logan yet. Um, I did enjoy Hugh Jackman as Wolverine overall. Um, you know, I I mean, he was the the standout casting in all of those x-men films um i did enjoy him as it uh, from what i've been told and i know i've been meaning to get around and watching i just haven't had a chance but apparently logan is like the best one out of a lot of them so you know i need I, I need to get around it and check it out and i know you're going to trash it because everybody else likes it so you know it's my it's my, it's my modus operandi um it, it's not it, it really is, yeah. It's not really that. The only reason I trash on it is because Logan is not as good as everyone says it is, firstly. Right. Uh, secondly, the bad guy that they have in it, of all the Wolverine bad guys you could get, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of the worst one. And when, spoilers, um, when one of the bad guys ends up being a Wolverine clone, it's Ooh. just kind of like, uh why um i i just thought it was a movie that while it's good um there's so many missed opportunities i feel about it the same way i feel about um dark knight rising uh that's the last one um yep. with bane and stuff like that i feel like there's so many missed opportunities with that one as well yeah um, fair enough. i still yeah. haven't seen that one it's, yeah. it's a th- it's a thing that exists um yeah. <laughs> sounds like it's not worth me going to try and see that one. I mean, I mean, for a non-Batman fan. Uh, yeah, you probably won't like it then. No. It's got Batman in it. It's going to suck. <laughs> um, so the only other thing that I had uh, notes on was actually um, you mentioned about talking about the retirement of the dead man. Yes. Um, he is finally rested in... Peace, the Undertaker, that is. Um, oh, man. I, To is be honest, though? I'm not surprised. Is he, though? Because this is like the third time now that he's he's retired. Is he going to get that call up for a Saudi show and get paid $2 million to go over there and job for Triple H again? Yeah. Speaking of Triple H, in my humble opinion, the last best Undertaker match, I was thinking about this, there's so many good ones, but the last best one I can remember is uh, the end of an era. It was that match where he did back in 2012. I'm pretty sure it was at WrestleMania against Triple H, um, yeah. where they were just trying to they were trying to bury the hatchet of who it was. You know, it was a career burying match, and I always love those yeah. matches. And um, yeah, I think that that was the last good one i saw like everyone since then has just kind of been a bit uh yeah well i mean taker himself has said you know there's nothing left i can't do anymore the last match he was in was a cinematic match with aj styles and he said he hated doing it because it was basically an excuse to work around his limitations you know they could make him look good without having to actually do much because it was all filmed you know, like he could have done as many takes as he wanted on that match. So, you know, I mean, I think it's probably the most 
I mean, I'm, at this stage, I'd like to think he is properly retiring and he's not going to do that, you know, random comeback. He's probably going to do guest spots and stuff like that, same as what Andre did before before the end, you know, guest spots for the rest of his career. You mean Andre the Giant? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he did guest spots for a long time after he was retired. You know, I mean, I, I can imagine that Take is probably going to do a lot of that where he'll, you know, in the ring trying to, you know, cut a promo for, with somebody or something like that, choke slam him and leave, you know, that sort of um, – and, you know, if you've got a good guy selling something like that, he's still going to look like a phenom, you know. He's, if you, you've got somebody like um, – I remember I watched a, a clip the other day of Brock Lesnar taking a choke slam from him, and it was like Brock looked like he jumped about – you know, six feet into the air before Taker had even put any, put any effort into it, you know? Like, he sold it like The Rock would sell it. Incredible sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, he's still going to look great if he's got good people around him, but um, the toll on his body is just not worth doing actual matches anymore. Well, I mean, he when you see, I was thinking about this, when you want to see an Undertaker match, you, there's really only a couple of things you really need to for it to be a good Undertaker match. You want to see you want to see a Tombstone pile driver at the end. That's that's yeah. a given. You want yeah. to see him go old school on the ropes. Yep. Um, you want to see him kind of kayfabe get knocked out before he does the, you know, the sit-up yeah, and, and then it shocks thing, yeah. everyone. Everyone's like, <gasps> <laughs> back up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if the match suits it, you want to see him either throw in, well, throw him into the casket if if yeah. it's a casket match. So yeah. yeah, I mean he's got he's got his tropes and his tropes work well. You know, um, there's no, um, you know, he doesn't need. I mean, because there's so much theatre involved in what he does, it's not like watching like a Goldberg match where it's like, okay, I want him to hit a spear and then a jackhammer and then that's it. You know, it's not, and it's not boring for the rest of the time. You know, the theater that Taker put into his matches made them interesting, even when he wasn't doing much. So, you know, um, I mean, I guess that's where you start putting him into those positions of like, he's probably one of the, better guys to be in the ring. I mean, he also got every storyline he ever wanted to, I guess. So, mm. The unfortunate thing is that one, uh, Seth Rollins um, robbed us of the, you know, sort of the icon versus icon match between Sting and Undertaker, which yeah. they, were, they were sort of um, aiming towards a couple of, well, I think it was about five years ago now, but then the, sort of a couple of days after WrestleMania, where he Sting went one on one with um, uh, Triple H, and then the, they did the the NWA came, NWO came back, and then yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and and, uh, and then like a couple of night, nights later, he did one of those curb stomps on Sting, and it just ruined it yeah. for everyone. And he had to retire after that, and it's just because apparently it fucked his head up, good and good and proper. And I feel robbed of that. But I also feel robbed of that for two instances. Not only we're we never going to get a Sting one, um, but we're also um, there's cases where their WWE brass and management decide arbitrarily 
when someone's out of the out of the organization for wrestling dangerously and then when favorites outright wrestle dangerously yeah they get an excuse yeah which i feel like that was a huge one like an, another big one i remember back in the mr kennedy days is he apparently he hit uh randy orton quote unquote too hard randy orton had a sook about it and then yeah, it happened yeah. again in another separate match, and then that's why he was fired. Yeah. Because WWE doesn't want its prize, you know, punched in the face too hard apparently. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely definitely play favourites with their guys. There's been a lot of dudes gotten released, like um, uh, Rusev and his mate um, Aiden English. I loved those guys. I thought they were incredible. They had a really cool thing going on, and they just buried them, you know. They buried them and then they released them. And it's like, why would you, like, you just get so much shitty talent that you hold on to and then you get rid of these incredible wrestlers. I'm stoked to see that um, Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley are getting utilised properly with um, MVP at the moment because they were just wasted talents that they had sitting on the bench for, you know, years at a time sometimes. Um, and one of my personal favorites, John Morrison, who's basically a jobber now, like they got him back, teamed him up with the Miz, which is a great idea for a tag team. And then they just buried him. As soon as he got back, they buried him. It's like, then this guy was basically running impact for like countless seasons while you didn't want him You bring him back in. And then you just have him as just a, like a jobber who's going to get beaten by you know nearly everybody on the roster before he gets another run uh, but i think in mvp's situation he yep. knows the score and he knows that he can still cash a, a 200 oh, yeah. grand 300 grand check um, oh, totally, totally. and just do that uh, i just i feel like certain wrestlers like that once they've been in the business long enough they'll they'll take the bumps and they'll take the falls in order to oh, yeah to just get get paid better. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, it's still part of the job, right? It's, there's uh, you still need people to take falls and that. You can't just have random guys coming in from each, you know, who you don't care about at all taking falls. You need good fall guys. Dolph Ziggler's a perfect example. Dolph Ziggler's the best best fall guy in the business at the moment. It's incredible. He's he's so good at losing that he will likely never hold another title. You know, um, you know, like then you have. Guys who are that good, like I mean, Dolph Ziggler again. He is he's such a good wrestler overall that he should very well get a run at titles. But he makes other dudes look so much better than they are. It's like Bret Hart making dudes look good back in the day. You know, it just didn't matter how shitty of a wrestler they are, they'll make them look good. So they've got to end up being the fall guys. Yeah, the and then I don't know. I kind of feel like Bret Hart's career went down the gurgle after the loss of Owen Hart because Owen Hart with their tag team he spent yeah. the majority of their career looking uh making Bret Hart look better. Well, yeah, I mean you know, anybody who loses a brother in that business is going to have a hard time stepping into the ring like that. Yeah. And you, you can't um you can't blame him for having a hard time doing it after something like that happened. Going back to Wonder Woman, did you hear about what's happening with uh they're making it available on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Um, I didn't really, um, I didn't go into it too much. I just saw that they were going to air it on 
HBO at the same time as it's in the cinemas, obviously, for people who don't want to go out during a pandemic, which should be everybody. But, you know. I'll be honest, I've gone out to the cinemas in the pandemic, but I went gold class where they had like two seats between every two seats. And they only had, um, I think, 10 people in each cinema. I think those places, those gold class ones can fit 50, I think. So, but that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. I mean, I mean, we're sort of looking at it from a place where we've had no community transmission for like three months. We've almost, you know, I dare say that Australia by the end of summer, if everything goes the way it's going, we'll probably will be looking like New Zealand where we've eradicated it here. Um, I'm not talking about, you know, what, what I was more referring to is having 12 million people confirmed infected, having thanksgiving and then black friday sales where you'll just as soon punch somebody as pick up a cardigan that's where you're starting to have issues with people going out during a pandemic throw the fuck up and stay home for a bit hey like it's not that hard we did it we're good now yeah you do it to yourselves america yeah yeah i wasn't gonna mention but But hey, it's Black Black Friday sales. Um, so yeah. that's on that's on the bright side. Are you going to pick up anything? Uh, I'm literally, I finished my Christmas shopping a month ago. I don't need anything. I've got everything I need. No one wants to fucking hear that. Like, why are you bragging about getting your Christmas done before everyone else? No one wants to hear that. Well, I could give you a good reason for it, but it's kind of depressing. Well, you're kind of cementing. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, 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 sure. The the, the ultimate I had cancer once thing. No, I do have a surgery coming up mid-December, so I thought I'll make sure I get it done before all that shit happens so that I don't, you know, if something does go wrong where I've got to stay in hospital over Christmas, the stuff's already done. You know, I don't need to worry about it. All surgeries come with an inherent risk of infection or, you know, stuff like that. So it's not like a, oh, you know, this is a big deal where I'm expecting something to go wrong. It's just planning ahead because I'm trying to be responsible and get my shopping done early before I've got to go to the fucking supermarket during a pandemic when there's a thousand cunts in there. Oh, man. It's been a while since you've seen seen one cunt, let alone a thousand of them. Right, it's been a long while since I've seen one. <laughs> Remember how I don't love Valentine's Day? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the secret to your woes, my friend. Maybe yeah, that's the maybe, secret. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, that's pretty self-deprecating. So you watched the first couple of episodes of Good Omens. Yes. You didn't get through all of it? Uh, no, I just yeah, time, and I guess that's why we're doing this new format, just because time has been the killer, I think. It's yeah, just been, it is tough. like, people who will look at our, our um, podcast feed on available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast will notice that there's there's some episodes between them where you've been doing something or I've been doing something we couldn't get together and... Yep. I just feel like if we do it this way, we can not only get it on YouTube, Twitch and all that type of stuff, but we can also, we don't really need to do anything other than what you and I did normally when we first discussed doing this thing, what, 
a year and a bit ago um, and was to just talk about pop culture. And I feel like this is what it should have always been about. Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy having, uh, you know, a, a central focus we can call back to, but I do I, I much enjoy being more casual about the format, you know. Um, hey, we're going to talk about a bit of good omens this week with a whole bunch of other shit. And then the same sort of formula to me, I think, is going to be where we find our groove again. Yeah, 100%. Now... I've uh, got some alcohol coming soon, so it's literally being delivered in about ten minutes. So, um, yeah, if cool. if you um, if if nothing else other than my accent will cement me as being Australian, I feel like the fact I'm getting alcohol delivered in ten minutes will. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> any anything else you want to cover? Um, on that topic, you know, everybody's into craft beers and stuff recently. I found an avocado craft beer. The other day, and you better believe I bought a heap of it. Does it taste like balls? I'm guessing it tastes like avocado. So you know, yes. Tried it yet? <laughs> no, not yet. No, I ordered it the other day. You know, very on brand for me. I just say no. Nah, you got a case of it? No, I didn't get a case of it. I'm not that. Oh, dumb. I was going to say, man, that's like a rookie <laughs> mistake for any craft. No, no. Uh, I only ever buy. Um, I only ever buy like um, like a four pack of. Uh, beer when i buy via the mail um point and you know just buying alcohol through the mail seems like hey kids if you're if, you, if your kids are listening they ask you for id at your door <laughs> no they don't <laughs> pro tip <laughs> i think we'll I, leave it on that yeah um, we so- do not advocate that <laughs> Adam advocates underage drinking. I don't, but hey, for an extra twenty, I'll go buy you some. <laughs> I'm not even touching that. So, just like the American election, the results are in, and we're going by Den. So, for <laughs> Soda and Telecast, my name's Anthony, and I am so disappointed in that joke. <laughs> I'm Adam. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.